Gospel according to John. Jesus came to a Samaritan city called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? Jews do not share things in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, you have no bucket, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us this well, and with his sons and flocks drank from it? Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give will become, a, will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Go, call your husband and come back. I have no husband. You are right in saying, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. Sir, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you say that the place where people must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jewish people. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and those who worship God must worship in spirit and truth. I know the Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will proclaim all things to us. I am he, the one who is speaking to you. Just then his disciples came, and they were astonished that he was speaking with a woman, but no one said, what do you want, or why are you speaking with her? Then the woman left her water jar and went back to the city, and she said to the people, Come and see the man who told me everything I had ever done. He cannot be the Messiah, can he? Many Samaritans from that city believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I had ever done. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there for two days. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, It is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. Swipe right, swipe left. These days, it's an app that helps some people decide whether they will meet up for a date. All you get is a split second for someone to see your picture. 
Will they be wooed enough to swipe left? Your fate, your future holds in the balance. But in biblical times, it was a well, a symbolic place of romantic matching, of wooing someone. Isaac finds Rebecca at a well, and Jacob, Rachel. And now, Jesus, the divine bridegroom, as John puts it, comes to a well. A romantic Jesus? Is that where you are taking us, Pastor? Like in the Da Vinci Code or the Last Temptation of Christ? Jesus, a wooer? Now I know we may be a bit discombobulated on this time change Sunday. Some of our minds and our bodies are not quite awake. Others of us may be grumpy for a couple of days. And preachers need to do all they can to woo you to pay attention. Hence the question, a romantic Jesus? Before we get back to Jesus, let's talk about this woman of Samaria. The way she has been portrayed for 2,000 years, she could be in a tabloid headline. Shady lady finds living water in the heat of the sun or Samaritan woman with more husbands than Elizabeth Taylor turns to Jesus. <laughs> You've heard those sermons, but don't be wooed by them. I think the interpretation is completely wrong. I'm wooed by some recent biblical scholars who suggest this isn't a tale about morality at all, at least in the sexual sense. So it sounds like a pretty simple story of a Samaritan woman who comes to a well to draw water. But the gospel writer John uses symbolic speech all the time. There's always more to the story than the story. What if this is actually not a story about a real woman with five husbands? After all, that would have been very unusual in Jesus' day. What if this is a story about the Samaritan people as a symbol? After all, John is writing six or more decades after Jesus. The emerging community is facing questions about their identity in relationship to Judaism. So keep this in mind as we hear the story. Jews, Samaritans, they faced deep ethnic religious divisions. They had a common heritage, yet Samaritans worshipped on Mount Gerizim, and Jews considered Samaritans half-breeds. If you believed that your ethnicity, if you believed your religion more pure, more privileged, in the eyes of God, you would never want to drink from the cup of a Samaritan. You'd think we, as the human species, would have progressed more since then, right? All you have to do is look at Russians and Ukrainians, Jews and Palestinians, and that's just the top of the bucket. And before we get all judgy, 
It was only the middle of last century when signs in our country said, drinking fountain, an arrow with the word white pointed this way, an arrow with the word colored pointed the other way. For all we have moved forward, the legacy of slavery, the legacy of Jim Crow is still in our DNA. And we seek to mend, we seek to repair, to make reparation for the harm done, for all that has been taken and stolen, all that has been robbed of the human dignity of many in this country. Okay, but what about the scorned Samaritan woman's five husbands? Now in John, they may represent the Samaritan people's adulterous union with other gods. Ultimate idolatry. Oh, but us? We're in church. But don't we bow before other gods also? We turn to gadgets and things and substances to fill the void, the unnamed longing the thirst for more in life, for wherever, for wherever we place our trust, there is our God. The Samaritan woman is wooed by Jesus, no question. She wants this living water so that she will never be thirsty again. But stop, don't go literal. This is the spring of living water bubbling up inside us as well. The Holy Spirit true, authentic worship, not human-made, religious, and ethnic divisions, the true God, the living water inside everyone, the water that quenches our deepest thirst. Jesus woos her. But more than that, Jesus woos the Samaritan. The gift of God is now for everyone. In that time, women and Samaritans and Gentiles and outcasts. Today, minorities, people of other faiths or no faith, those on the margins, those with strange, questionable backgrounds. This is not a story about bad girl goes good. This is a story for us about turning from idolatry to true worship. This is about God wooing those preparing for baptism at Easter. God wooing all of us with the water of life. Some of you may have heard of the hymn, Jesus, lover of my soul. Maybe today we could rename it, Jesus, wooer of my soul. Now in the southwest, the Colorado River is drying up. Without enough water, life is threatened. Same with floods and too much water. Water, the source of life and death, it drowns and saves. Water refreshes and renews. We are haunted by water. We are wooed by water. So when the nomadic Israelites were dying of thirst, Moses wooed them to the rock, hid it, and from it gushed water to satisfy them. So people of God, what are you thirsty for this Lent? Are you thirsty for spring? Are you thirsty for a good night of sleep? Are you thirsty for new life? for an authentic way of living in the world? 
Are you thirsty for justice? Are you thirsty for something more satisfying than the quick fixes that leave you empty? Are you thirsty for healing, for your body, for the bodies of those you love, for bodies scarred and broken, for the body of the earth itself? Are you thirsty for some relief from loneliness or boredom or depression or grief? Come to this well, this sacred space for spiritual hydration. For today and every Lord's Day, Christ offers us living water. Easter is wooing us, especially the Easter vigil. On that night, the water of baptism will flow over millions all over our world. We will renew our vows, and we will feel the water on our thirsty flesh. So come, drink, live. At this table, Jesus, the living water, satisfies our longings as nothing else will do. Amen.